Hi everyone, Blair Kaplan Venables here with Bosco Anthony for another episode of the B Squared Social Jam, episode 10. Episode 10. Wow, this is crazy. We've actually done 10 weeks of podcasting. Good morning, everybody. I have not had any coffee yet. Bosco has not been to bed and he's um, basically a hero. And uh, I have had lots of coffee because it's uh, late afternoon. For, oh, no, it's early afternoon for me, but I got up early, so it's like it's late afternoon. I'm in Pemberton, BC. It's raining in the mountains, and Bosco is in Brisbane, Australia, and the birds are just waking up. The birds are waking up. The world's birds waking up. Um, the world's waking up. What a week, hey? Like, I guess the world's starting to open up. You know, there's big things happening around the world. Change is being made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really cool. Really cool to see. I mean, it's it's better late than never. But you know, I thought we it's, we. It's still strange, though, right? I mean, like, I I feel like I saw people at a restaurant the other day, and I was like, "Is this normal? Is this going to be normal again? Where we can actually go to a restaurant?" I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of nervous as well. Well, my my friend messaged me. She's in Vancouver, and she's working from a restaurant patio, which or maybe she's inside. I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable being inside, but I'm okay being on patios. But my husband and I are both high risk. And you know what? I'm really enjoying being home. <laughs> yeah, I'm, st I'm sticking to takeout right now, just, just for the time being. Yum. Um, uh, well, how was your week? Tell me about it. Look, it's been a hard week the last few weeks with what's going on in the world. But, you know, there's some positive news. Uh, you know, there's a lot of brands and businesses that have come together around the world. And I know we've talked about some really cool examples and inspiring things that we're watching and seeing. Uh, I think Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, they were one of the first to actually take a really big stance. And it was the theme of our episode last week. And, uh, you know, silence is not an option. And so they came up with a really strong document that acknowledged, recognized, and wanted to do their part and you know we're, we're for every for every questionable act right now there's there's some good in this world and i'm sure you've got a bunch of great stories too blair yeah i mean there's a lot of stories that stood out but the one that really resonated with me was um the co-founder from reddit alexis he actually stepped down from his position on the board to give his spot to a black person and he also um, pledged a million dollars to um it's called know your rights camp Mm -hmm. Colin, oh, I can't say his last name, the football player, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah, Kaepernick. So it's Colin Kaepernick's camp, um, it's, or it's a not-for-profit. And I think that is leading by example. And I know he was doing that because it's the right thing to do, but also hoping that he as a leader can inspire other leaders. And I think that's a really great example of leading. And, you know, Colin Kaepernick was, I, I watch football, Colin Kaepernick was a successful quarterback. He decided to start taking a kneel at the, during the national anthem and political leaders got involved and his career just took a side turn. No NHL team or NFL team wanted to sign him. And it was really amazing to see that the NFL actually made a statement and came up with a statement that actually supported Colin Kaepernick this year after, you know, two, three years of inactivity, which was really hard to see from a, from a talented player's perspective. So, you know, big love to, to people that actually can own it and say, look, we messed up. We actually were late to the game and we support this player that we've outcasted for the last few years. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's really humbling to see that too. And I think the thing is, as people, this isn't a fad, like, this is ongoing. The work doesn't yep. stop. You know, I have the list of books I want to read, the documentaries. 
as uh, you know, I, again, I acknowledge my privilege and part of my responsibility is to continue to learn and educate and help fight and be an ally and be a really uh, engaged ally. And I know that I won't ever stop. You know, I'm still sharing on my Instagram, other I'm amplifying voices. I'm still sharing articles, having conversations, calling out racists. I, I still see it. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part and I really hope everyone else does their part, but also people need to remember we're in two pandemics. So we're in the COVID-19 pandemic and now we're basically like in a civil rights pandemic mm -hmm. and everyone kind of needs to move through life a bit kinder, have more patience. We're all hopefully doing our best and you know, you are able to control your actions and your behaviors and you know, think about what your actions are before you do them. And yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes we, we lash out or sometimes we, you know, don't, don't say the right things or sometimes we lose our patience. Right. But I think something that that's important is also embracing, uh, you know, vulnerability. I saw a post on your social feed about, you know, you recently had a cry fest and I was like, I had a cry fest recently too. So I want to know what, what, what created the cry fest? everything oh my gosh this like this racism that makes me cry um my best friends in vancouver they all um i'll show you actually they 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 painted me pictures mm -hmm. and mailed me a package and wrote beautiful like personal messages on them oh that's awesome yeah and like that made me cry i really miss my friends um yeah, yeah. i cried because I was hungry. I get hangry and I cried because I was going to cry on this episode too. No, Blair? no, I'm, I'm, okay. I don't think so. I cried because, um, I was having trouble with Amazon and my, my book cover and I had to redesign it a few times. And then I cried because mm -hmm. my book came out and I became a bestseller. Yeah. Cool to be a number one bestselling author. And I didn't even start my campaign to market the book yet. Lots of crying. And I, I mean, it's a release. Like I, I usually cry if I have to cry. Um, yeah. you know, and it's just a way of expressing emotions and it's part of the healing journey or it's part of celebrating. You know, I have a yeah. friend, every time she laughs, she cries. Like yeah. every time she laughs, we, we, we joke, we call Kleenex laugh tissues. We bring laugh wow. tissues out with us cause we're always laughing and she's always crying and it's hilarious. But so I had a cry session too. I had a man cry session and then I had a cry session. So what's the cry a man session cry session? What's a man cry session? Tell me about so it. Okay, so I I love some certain TV shows, and a couple of them were coming to an end this year, and I was kind of sad because it was like ten years of watching Hawaii Five O and all these years of watching How to Get Away with Murder, and I was like, my whole life history lived on these episodes, and all of a sudden now, like I've got to restart with some other new captivating TV shows. So I had Wait, a man cry. Hawaii Five O's over. Yes. No. Yes, it, it was over like a few months ago. I didn't know that so, was the end. That was it. That was what? it. And I was like, I was oh like, that God. was my, that was my Friday night jam. It was either Blue Buds, Hawaii Five O, and then oh. you know, if I didn't watch it, I'd record it and watch it on Sundays. So, anyways, that I had a man cry fest. And then the last time I really, really cried, and you know, I was really sad, was when I said goodbye to my mom and dad in Vancouver when I came to Australia. I gave them a big hug, and you know, it was tough. Uh, you know, moms and I were we're in tight, and so. You know, and then I had all these letters from friends and loved ones that were like, oh, I'm going to miss you and stuff. And so I was this big grown up person 
crying on a flight to Brisbane, you know? And so it happens. And sometimes, you know, it's healthy. So embracing, embrace, em- embrace the cry fest, I think. That's always a good thing. I just think you're allowed to feel your feelings and you shouldn't suppress them, whether you're happy or sad. You got to cry or you got to laugh. You know, they're, they're happening for a reason. And I think you just need to embrace it. And it's okay if you're an adult and you cry. It's okay if you're a man and you cry. It's okay if you're a woman and you cry. Crying is a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah. yeah, like sometimes they're really aggressive, ugly cries. That's okay. Like my most aggressive time I cried besides my husband almost dying was when I burnt myself at the beginning of us filming. Um, when I, oh, I remember that, yeah. really burnt myself with the bottom exploding. Like, yeah, I don't I remember. remember the last time I cried that hard. Like I was in pain and it was like, I was like, oh my God, ugly crying. <laughs> my face was swollen, but it also could have been from the pain, but. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So crying is good. Crying is good. And then, so what I touched on there was, yeah, I launched my book and I became a bestseller and I'm still in a couple categories. Four days later, I'm still number one in some Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Super exciting there. I'll talk a bit more about that at the end, but I mean, Mm. that was definitely a career highlight. I've wanted to write a book my entire life. And the fact that I wrote a book, published it and became a bestseller before my big bestselling campaign that I was going to do. Well, that was my career highlight. So maybe I should just retire and like (laughs) knit. (laughs) You could, and you could just like sign autographs and just be like, I'm Blair, the author. Oh man. I don't know. I will never retire. I love what I do. I'm fueled by passion. I mean, and setting intentions, right? Setting goals. I'm very big in that. Like I, I journal, I set my intention for the day, intention for the week, goals for the month. And most of the things I do are with intent, you know, intentions that I set. Sometimes it's sometimes spontaneous reactions. That's just how I am. But you know, you, you like to set intentions. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I I started doing some business meetings with a few clients and, you know, I noticed in the last few weeks that we were coming from a place of fear. And I say we, certain people were coming from a place of fear. And so, you know, we had to like change things up a bit. So we just started, you know, talking about, what what's keeping us up at night and and uh, what are our fears and you know we just said look what is the intention of coming into this meeting and what's the energy and what do you want to prompt from this and it really just changed the conversation in the last few weeks we've had some really amazing stories where people are actually coming in and you know they're they're, they're all coming from a place of love but more importantly they're just stating what they want to get from the meeting and i think when you and it goes back to your topic about embracing vulnerability i think when we actually you know when we actually just put our egos aside. We actually just speak from the heart. You know, when it comes to business meetings, you can have some of the best productive meetings when that happens. So I, I really am a big fan of it. We've been doing two things. We've been doing spiritual uh, intentions and then we've been doing business intentions. So I've actually been doing some deep breathing and, and uh, peace, love and prosperity to all is, is my new, uh, my new slogan now. I love it. I think that's great. I mean, <clears throat> I think in business, I think there's, because we're not all, in person, we all come to these meetings with a lot to say and do. And I think setting intentions and agendas, but also getting present at the beginning of a meeting. Like I have this team that we are meeting and we're from all over the world. And we talk about um, every meeting, what's present, like what's on our mind. If I'm coming to a meeting, like I came to a meeting right after I found out I was a number one bestseller. I was like, guys, I'm a mother effing bestseller. I am so distracted. I just hit my career, like highest point of my career. And like, I'm going to be here for this meeting, but like, I am very distracted. And we got that off the table. We talked about it. And then I was slightly more present. Like, I mean, 
I was very unproductive that day because I was so excited, but I still showed up for the meeting and I got to celebrate and got it off my chest. And we talked about what was present. And sometimes, depending on the meeting, we have a grounding practice where we put our feet on the ground, we breathe in, we breathe out through our whole entire bodies and make sure that we're being present in that meeting. And so Mm -hmm. that helps with productivity. So speaking of productivity, um, I want to talk about something that, you know, I've got to say the last few weeks I've been doing a lot of podcasts and, and Blair, you've probably also noticed this as well. So I've done about close to, I want to say about 20 so far this year. And that's a lot. And out of the 20, there's only been one podcast host that actually had their stuff together. And if you're a podcast organizer, this is this episode is for you because the biggest pet peeve I have right now is this. You get a guest, you know, guest speaker to come and speak on your podcast. You basically have this meeting and you're like, let's get on a call and discuss. Great. And then nothing happens. You don't collect a bio. You don't collect a photograph. You don't send any questions. You don't have any topics. And then the worst thing is you expect me to call you like 20 minutes before we go up on air and go, hey, what are we going to talk about? That is poor planning. It is And unprofessional. Like- and unprofessional. Absolutely. And, you know, like, I mean, this is something that, that is really, really big in my heart right now is is if you're a podcast, own it. Like, you know, come like you and I put more time into this. We actually make a commitment. It could be at two in the morning. It could be at midnight, but you get a message from Bosco on Facebook messenger going, here's our topics. Let's talk about it. Tell me what you want to talk about. But these people don't even put an effort in some of these shows. Okay. Listen to this. I was on this. So I've been through like all sorts of different variations, like what you talked about to the opposite end And there's this marketing podcast that has just come out and I did an interview and I was so impressed. They sent me this huge PDF booklet with what their goals were, the questions, ways to answer them, places to take notes, a bio. And then, so I had a really great interview. It literally was exactly what they said it was going to be. And then after they followed up with everything I needed to send them. And then they followed up again about, we're working on this. Here's around when it's going to air. Brilliant. Like, yeah. I want to know yeah. that. And when yeah. I interview people, like for my radical resilience series that I did, I, I sent them the questions ahead of time. I got their bio ahead of time. And then when the episode aired, I would send them a thank you with all the links. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally have two people I can think of, uh, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness and Jillian Bowen, who actually was a panelist for the Elevate Marketing Summit that I'm about to speak at her podcast. And they're the two people that actually had an organized system, bios, pitches, you know, a, a website to submit all your, your contacts. And, and I, you know, I was excited to do Matt's and I'm excited to do Jillian's as well. But I was really impressed because they actually took the time to, you know, get to know you as a person as well and get on a call and kind of discuss things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for, for close to 20 podcasts, two actually were organized on my end. So yeah, that, that norm's got to change and it's got to like, you know, own it. If this is your content piece, own it. That's the most important thing right now. It's, and I, again, it's pa- something I'm passionate about. I know it's a rant, but you know, we talked about unprofessionalism uh, when it comes to, to Zoom. Podcast hosts, please own your stuff. Yeah. And like preparation is the key to success in business, right? Like, yeah, there, don't yeah just, there's actually. I think there's like a, sometimes you're working hard on something and you want to get it up before it's perfect. That's okay. But don't rush. 
if it's one of those things where you're just trying to finalize the perfect little bit, sometimes it's better to get it up at 95%, 98% done. But if it's 5% done, you're going to look bad. Yep. I mean, that actually this happened yesterday morning. So oh. I did a, this is, this is new. This is dun, new. Dun, dun. <laughs> so here's this, here's the situation. I do a podcast with someone who's a bit of a novice, but you know, good guy. So I do the podcast and he's like, okay, your, your episode was up like literally within like a few days. And I'm like, great. So I go look at the page and he made the mistake of using these automated transcribe softwares. So I messaged him. I said, Hey, did you look at the transcription? He's like, yeah, yeah, everything's good. And there's all these spelling mistakes and it makes us look like, you know, we are actually reading a dummy's guide to podcasting. And it really just made the podcast interview look really bad. And I said, look, I can share the actual podcast episode. I can share the YouTube video. There's no in hell I'm sharing this actual website because your transcription sucks. So until you fix it up, I am publishing it. Um, and so preparation is key. And in business, there's an old Spartan creed that I follow. And I want to end with this and then we talk about your book. So here's my creed. And this is what it says. It says, he who sweats more in training bleeds less in war. Ooh, good one. That's all I got for you today. Well, that's a good one. I mean, I think that's true. It's about preparation, right? That's like building resilience. What I always talk about. Yes. When time is, when the time, there's tough times that I reach out to my tools to help me get through it. But when things aren't tough, like right now I'm in a good place. I'm not just not doing anything. I'm consistently and always building my resilience. So I'm preparing for battle. So I, what is it? Bleed less in war. Yeah, bleed less. Yeah, he is, who who sweats more in training bleeds yeah. less in war. So like I'm always sweating, so I bleed less when the time when time gets tough. And like I think that's applicable to everything. Always prepare. And like your business is you. It's going to reflect poorly. So let's talk about the social love for your book because that's a good way to end our episode today. But I noticed like everyone's giving you social love. You're like this digital celebrity. Tell us more. How did you become this bestseller? Oh, so first of all, thank you so much. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a celebrity, but I would never call myself that at least. Um, I can't call you that. I have, uh, I have a pretty big social media following, but I'm one of those people where I collect cool people. Like if I meet someone who's rad, I want to mm -hmm. stay in touch with them. And I've done a lot of traveling. So I have a pretty big network on my, all my no networks, on my social media networks. So I decided not a lot of people even knew I was writing a book. and so. It's up on Amazon. The ebook was up on Amazon. The print one was going to be any day now. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a campaign for my ebook. I really want right. to become a best-selling author. The goal of me to write this book was to get me on more stages, share my knowledge, have experience writing my first book because I have a lot of books I want to write. And right. so I thought part of my campaign was I'm going to post seven days every day leading up to the campaign, talk a bit more about my book and get, you know, just get more people into it. And then on Monday uh, coming up, I'm going to, what's the date on Monday? Um, the 15th. So 15th. 15th. Yeah. So Monday, the 15th from 9am till 10am Pacific, I'm putting my ebook to 99 cents and I encourage everyone to purchase my ebook during that time on Amazon. And so I was like, I'm going to start preparing, getting people excited, getting them to set their phone alarms, letting them know, Hey, you're going to hear a lot from me. Um, and so I put up a post, I put up the link and then People were really excited. They, a lot of really awesome messages came in. Like I can't even keep up. There's a whole bunch of messages I have to respond to before I like go on my weekend, whatever that means. 
And um, I woke up on Tuesday and I was like, I'm going to figure out like, how do you know if you're a bestseller? And I Google how to find out if you're a bestseller because I've never done this before. And I started checking some lists and I was number one on a list and then number one on another list. And then number four behind Elon Musk, the number four ahead of Elon Musk. And I just basically was like, holy smokes. Wait, am I a bestseller? I don't even know. So then I messaged a couple people who've written books before, my formatter and my book writing coach, my business coach. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, you're a bestseller. And my formatter was like, oh my God, Blair, I've never seen someone hit number one bestseller so fast. That's awesome. And I was That's just, just so incredible. Per- yeah. So I was, I, I was for sure a number one bestseller in hot new women in business books, hot new entrepreneurship books. Uh, my paperback and my Kindle were number one for a while in the women in business books. For all of entrepreneurship books on Amazon.ca, I was in the top 10 for a really long time. So the goal is on Monday is to just, let's get me up to some number ones again. Let's all band together. I'm, so what's going to happen is I'm going to obviously post a bunch to remind everyone. And then from nine to 10, the book's going to go on sale. The ebook's going to go on sale, not yeah. the print book. And, um, yeah, so that's your Monday, Mike Tuesday, right? Right. And I'm going to go live and I've never actually done a double live. So I'm going to go live on Facebook and Instagram and tell stories and answer questions and have the Blair show for an hour and we'll see what happens. So I could just start introducing you as my co-host, our best-selling author, Blair. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that. It rhymes. I'm just super pumped because Ever since I was a little girl, I've loved to write. I've always wanted to write a book. I started this journey with a different goal in mind. And then all of a sudden I was writing a business book and my goal is to get on stage. And then I said, if I'm setting that goal, I'm also going to try and be a bestseller because Mm -hmm. my background's in PR. And I know that's a good way to help spread my knowledge and my passion, which is my goal. This is why I'm doing anything. It's why anyone should do anything is to share their passion. Um, and I, I accidentally hit, hit my goal <laughs> before I planned on hitting Dang. my goal and I will take it. That's a win. A win's a win, a win. Right. So the book is called pulsing through my veins, raw and real stories from an entrepreneur. It's available on Amazon. Um, if you, uh, do use other ebook tools like, um, uh, on your iPhone or whatnot, Barnes and Noble, you can get the ebook through most of those other channels as well. Very cool. Yeah. Very so cool. thanks for, uh, thanks for giving me the space to talk about it. It was definitely hey, this, a highlight. This is a safe space. This is our space. So any, anything you want to talk about, we talk about. It's the B squared uh, space. And it's the I, B squared space. Yeah. So you know and, what? And we're, we actually, speaking of uh, being available, our podcast is actually available on uh, Apple. So podcasts and Google and where else? Um, we're on Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're um, on Anchor. And we're actually, you know, we're starting to expand our network. So we're going to have to start including all these uh, podcast links every time we do these videos. And we expect our, our listeners who are watching the videos to listen to the podcast to give us some social love there as yeah, well. Yeah, like I just, I saw that we got a one, we have so far have one five-star rating. I don't know who did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was me. Give us some five star ratings. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely share them. We'll share yeah. the links. Like, I mean, I'm just super pumped. Lots of cool things happening. My book came out. Our podcast is growing. This is the tenth episode. Like, I'm out of fingers to count how many episodes we did. Like, holy smokes, guys! This is super cool. I'm gonna um, update my website with the podcast info. Um, yeah. You know, we're gonna grow and evolve. You are Blair, and Blair's getting a tan. She's starting to she's starting to look like me a little bit. She's starting oh, to get yes. a tan. It's the summer weather. I'm outside it a is. lot. But you know what? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bosco, I know you're tired. I really appreciate you still wanting to record this episode with me. Hey, anytime. 
And we got to make, we make fun. some B squared magic. So thanks for tuning in. Magic. Have an awesome day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Peace out. Have a lovely weekend, everybody.